Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet Recently, the coffee pots from our weekday meeting room disappeared. Not the machine part that actually prepares the coffee for drinking, just the glass pots. I was psyched because we had two big bags of coffee left over from Kieran and Rhea's wedding. Starbucks, too, the good kind. And I was glad for somewhere to bring them. So I packed them up in a shopping bag with all the extra cups from the party to share with my home group. But when I got to the meeting, the coffee pots were gone. So I had to just leave the coffee and the cups there on the table. I didn't get to show off how generous I can be. Lots of dialogue went back and forth about the missing pots, theories regarding their whereabouts. Maybe one of the girls went to rinse them out in the bathroom sink after the meeting, got involved in a conversation, and forgot to return them to the cabinet. It's possible. We all get distracted. Perhaps somebody brought them home to give them a good scrub. One of the pots was brand new, but the other one definitely could have used a decent cleaning. You know how dull and dreary looking they get. I hated to think someone stole them, but I guess that could have happened too. What kind of maniac would steal our coffee pots? Several days passed and still no sign of our beloved pots. I kind of forgot about them actually a little bit even though I really would have liked to have been the one to solve the mystery, so everyone could say, well done, Mary. On the fourth morning, I arrived at the meeting early to work with a newcomer. Ten minutes into waiting for her, I left a text message, a nice one. Hey, where are you? No response. As more time passed, I realized she wasn't coming. I could feel myself getting anxious and resentful. Most of my thoughts originated from a place of heartfelt concern for this individual. I hope she's okay. Please let there not have been an accident. But the rest were driven by the ugliness of my ego, and those are the ones that always fuck me up. Where is this silly bitch? Why can't she understand how important this is? Doesn't she get that my time is valuable? And what if she relapsed? What would that look like? And what does that say about my ability to sponsor? She'd better have a good reason for not showing up, I thought to myself. Like a relapse. Scratch that last comment. I didn't mean it. I was just scared. Stood up and standing there in the middle of the empty classroom, my serenity was clearly rocked. And I was faced with a choice. Either involve God in my situation or muscle it out on my own. And here's what I know about doing things without God's help. I tend to ruin shit. Granted, not always, but often enough to admit that I can benefit from the company and guidance of my higher power, especially in moments when I'm feeling vulnerable and confused. I started preparing the space for our meeting. I arranged the folding chairs and tables. I set up the literature. I opened the windows to let some fresh air in. I could hear children playing in the schoolyard below. Birds chirping and singing or whatever. These lovely sounds helped to quiet my troubled mind. My telephone rang. It was a friend in the fellowship. 
I shared with her what was going on in my heart right then, and she acknowledged my feelings. We talked about my next steps moving forward with my day. I mentioned that the coffee pots were still missing. She suggested I look for the nice older gentleman who oversees the needs of our facility. I know him. He has terrific hair. Well, besides that, he's got an office downstairs in the breezeway, she said. Ask him if he's seen our pots. We chatted for a few minutes more and hung up. I realized I didn't know what a breezeway was, and I was too embarrassed to ask. But I did remember that my friend said I needed to go downstairs to get help. So I did. In the stairwell, I met a lovely woman who looked like she knew her way around the school. Can you tell me where the breezeway is? I'm looking for the custodian. It's right here, she said, gesturing toward the narrow corridor that connects the two buildings. I just saw him a minute ago. Together, we approached a modest door upon which she knocked twice. Someone on the other side opened it, revealing four or five warm and friendly faces, all eager to listen to the story of our missing beverage containers and my impassioned plea for assistance. I've seen these coffee pots, somebody crammed into the tiny room said. They're glass carafes, right? I paused at the word carafe and decided I knew what that meant. Yes, carafes. That's exactly what they are. A young lady hopped off the edge of the desk where she'd been perched, squeezing past the swivel chair belonging to the nice man with the fabulous hair. Come on, we'll go see Ruth. So we did, venturing back inside through the vestibule and into the kitchen area. Coffee is very important to us, I told her. I understand, she said, and I felt like she really did. An elderly woman in a faded cotton smock top was busy arranging little cups of pudding on several metal trays. Ruth, what did you do with those carafes you came across the other day? Carafes? You know, dear, the coffee pots. Oh, yes, yes, the coffee pots. Where did I put them? We waited while Ruth searched her memory for the information that could blow this case wide open. She checked the pantry and a long drawer filled with heavy-duty utensils. I'm pretty sure I saw a meat hammer. I just need a minute, she said, approaching the cupboard under the sink. She reached in and turned around with a coffee pot in each hand. You found them, I cried. The girls will be thrilled. I thanked both women and we even hugged. I headed back up the stairs and down the hallway, clapping the tops of each coffee pot open and shut like a happy lobster. I love how God shows up in my life, in big and small moments, in moments just like these. When I'm spiritually fit, I feel His presence everywhere. I'm reminded that He never takes His eyes off me in each dilemma, crisis, turning point, and celebration, I can rest easy knowing God has the details. But you see, that's the thing. I'm not always rock solid. Some days, I've got to work really hard just to break even emotionally. I don't prepare myself for certain circumstances. I get hung up on unmet expectations. People disappoint me. Should I disappoint myself? I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. I've got to be honest, without help, I'm screwed. 
When I stay close to my higher power, life improves in every conceivable way. God waits patiently for me to trust His protection and provisions, His ability to take care of business. I wake up sober every day. What more proof do I need that He's doing a good job? Through working my program, God shifts my perspective from shitty to hopeful. I've never been able to do that by myself. Plus, we have coffee again. And for a couple of sweet minutes there, I was a hero. Well, caffeine, caffeine, you know that it's supreme. I got to have my coffee or I'll turn mean. Put it on the rocks so straight up with cream, you know. I'm a fiend for that bean of caffeine. Caffeine makes you happy. Caffeine certainly does get you high. Caffeine is bound to make you snappy. You know, I know you know what I mean. When I wake up in the morning, whoa, there's only one thing I want to do. This to get that water for.